the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 12 years old. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Sally Ann. And she is the principal of at King David Ariel. Um, do you know anything about that school? Just stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM and we will find more about it soon. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 12 years old. I have Sally Ann with me in studio, so send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Sally. And Hi, Lexi. Thank you for having me here today. It's a pleasure to have you. So let's get straight into the questions. Is that okay? Perfect. So please can you tell us about King David Ariel? How did it come to be established? I think the South African Board of Jewish Education was considering the prospects of a Jewish remedial school for a number of years. They wanted to make sure that every single Jewish child was being taught and could learn in the way that they needed to without having to leave the King David system to go to a remedial school that didn't have the same Jewish ethos. So they've been planning it for a number of years and I started working for King David about a year ago. Mm. And please can you tell us more about yourself and how you got to be the principal of King David, Ariel? I've been a teacher for over 25 years. Um, I taught in nursery schools, in a preschool. I was then director of foundation phase at a well-known boys' school in Johannesburg. Then I was deputy principal, and I was approached by King David and invited to apply for the position. And when I heard the vision that the SABJ had for a Jewish remedial school, I knew that that was something that really resonated with me. Wow. And is and the school is called Ariel. And is that for any particular reason? What does Ariel mean? Ariel is means Lion of God, mm. and that was meaningful to me personally because my mission is to ensure that every pupil at Ariel finds that place inside of them where they can be courageous, where they can overcome any potential barriers to learning that they have, to have the confidence to believe in themselves so that when they do return to their mainstream school, they have the courage of a lion. Wow. And where is King David Ariel based? King David Ariel has been built on the Victory Park campus and it's positioned in between the pre-primary school and the primary school. And how many grades do you have at King David Ariel at the moment? And do you plan to open up more grades in the future? Currently, we have got grade, grades 1, 2, and 3. And our plan is next year we are opening up grade 4 classes. And then every year thereafter, we will add on a grade so that ultimately we'll land up being from grade 1 to grade 7. Wow. 
And do the children King David Ariel ever mix with the other mainstream children on the campus? Or are the schools completely separate? They certainly do mix with um, the other schools. It's a very unified campus. And I think that, to me, was one of the things that really attracted me to the vision and mission that the board had, was the fact that a child who comes to King David Ariel is very much part of the community. So, for example, our grade one, two, and three pupils do PE, phys ed, um, alongside the grade one, two, and three pupils in the primary school. Um, we also celebrate all the shagim together. We join in the weekly assemblies with the primary school every Friday morning. And we're very much a unified campus. Our children wear exactly the same school uniform, and they are not made to feel different in any way. That's meaningful. <laughs> And how is a remedial school different to a mainstream school? Well, what we do differently is we do follow the mainstream curriculum. The, exactly the same work is covered in every single grade as will be covered in the other King David schools, the difference being the way in which it's taught. We have very small classes, so we able the therapists and the teachers work together as a team to investigate what will work best for each child. They look at what that child's strengths are and which areas need to be supported. And then we build up a special program and the teachers are immediately qualified. The therapists work with the teachers in the classroom. And in that way, every single child is learning in the way that suits him or her best. So I know you have teachers as well as other therapists at um, King David Ariel, but can you tell us what kind of therapists there are and what they do, actually? Yes, absolutely. Um, our clinical director, who heads up our therapy team, is herself an educational psychologist, Genevieve Sandler, and she and I then approached some top therapists in their field, we have a neurodevelopmental physiotherapist. We then have two occupational therapists, two speech and language therapists, and a remedial therapist. And so why are there so few remedial schools in Johannesburg? I think it's a very specialized focus. Um, the trends in education, I'm sure you would have heard the buzzword inclusivity. So most of the primary schools are very inclusive in their approach. So they try their level best to accommodate the needs of every single child. But there comes a point in time when that child just needs more intensive help. Obviously, setting up a remedial school in terms of the facilities that you have, they're very specialized. You then have to employ teachers who are immediately qualified, therapists of a very high caliber, and that can prove to be very expensive. And I think possibly that's what contributes towards mm. um, the lack of remedial schools. Yeah. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. Now let's carry on with the questions with Sally Ann. 
And so are children who go to remedial school different from children who go to a mainstream, mainstream school? No, they're not. Most of the, in fact, all of the pupils that come to King David Ariel come to us from mainstream schools and they know different um, in the way that they look or the way that they speak to the children in the mainstream school. What is slightly different is the way in which they learn, which doesn't become a barrier to learning if they are taught in the optimal way that they need to learn. But that's not always possible in the bigger class that you find in the mainstream. So in days gone by, typically the children that we now see at King David Ariel would have definitely coped within the mainstream, but they would have really found learning to be difficult they wouldn't have enjoyed it. Um, it would have made them not as confident as one would have liked. And thankfully nowadays so much is known about the different barriers to learning and how we can help children to overcome those barriers to learning and to become lifelong learners who have a love for learning, which is so essential in today's world when the rate of change is so fast. Yeah. One has to become a lifelong learner, which is not something that's attractive to a child who's really battling to learn. So thankfully, nowadays, we actually do help children who have those barriers to learning. Wow, meaningful. And so we have a, a few questions from our listeners, and one of them is how does Ariel, how is Ariel compared to Crossroads, is there any differences at all? Well, the main difference is that Ariel is a Jewish remedial school. It is the first Jewish remedial school in South Africa. And so that obviously is a very significant difference. It It's a different ethos. In terms of the teaching methodologies, from what I understand, and, and I'd just like to say up front that I haven't visited Crossroads for a number of years, but it comes with the most incredible reputation. Um, our therapists, however, are far more integrated into the classroom. So they don't only take the children out for therapy, but they work very closely with the teacher and they spend a significant amount of time in the classroom. Also, what makes us unique is when we designed the curriculum for our students at King David Ariel, we took the curriculums from the other King David schools and made sure that our curriculum was aligned to theirs. So the significance of that is that a child at King David Ariel in grade two, when he or she is ready to mainstream back to one of the other Jewish schools, in particular the King David schools, when we say that they are ready to mainstream, we know that they definitely will be able to cope with the King David curriculum. And we have a, that's great, but we have another question from listeners, and it says, how do you stop bullying? How do you stop bullying? Well, I think that's always something that's at the forefront of any teacher's mind, whatever school you work at. Unfortunately, bullying is a fact of life. It does happen. What the school needs to do together with the parents, it has to be a partnership between the school and the parents, is 
to educate the children about what bullying is, but also what bullying isn't. So define for the children what is allowed, both at school and at home, and teach them the consequences of any bullying action. Um, most of the time you'll find a child who is a bully, bullying somebody else, that behavior is as a result of the pain that that child has or difficult circumstances in that child's life that is making them lash out. So the idea is to help the bully to recognize what emotions they are feeling, why they feel compelled to lash out and hurt another child, and how we can help that child to learn how to regulate his or her behavior without hurting another child. Wow. And do you have different or special methods of teaching at King David Ariel? Yes, we talk a lot about the fact that um, all of our lessons are differentiated. <coughs> differentiated means it's the opposite of one size fits all. So yes, you may be teaching a particular concept, be it in English or maths, but some children will understand that new maths concept, let's say it's multiplication or subtraction, they will understand it more on an auditory level. So they might battle to understand it if you show them the calculation in the written form. But with the use of different counters or verbalizing it, along with visual cues, you may find that a child learns best in that way. And what, what do you have to do as a principal of a school on a daily basis? On a daily basis, it's my primary function, in my opinion, is to make sure that learning is taking place, that differentiated learning is taking place. Um, but I regard myself as a caregiver. What's most important to me is that every single pupil at King David Ariel is happy, is confident, is not scared to fail, to make a mistake, and that that child's needs are being addressed. I'm also a caretaker of the staff. Um, I have outstanding teachers and therapists. Uh, it can be quite a stressful job at times, quite demanding. And my team also needs support from me. And obviously making sure that I'm communicating with the parents regularly about what's happening within our school, within the Jewish community, and in particular where their child is at academically and how they can work together with us to make sure that we optimize their child's time at King David Ariel. Wow. And what is the best part of your job? The best part of my job, hands down, is working with the children. I love doing reading with the children, um, interacting with them, reading to them as well as reading with them. I, I always say that for me, going to school is my happy place. And the reason why it's my happy place is because the children at King David Ariel are so happy. And that gives me a lot of satisfaction and pride. Um, and that's definitely the favorite part of my job. That's so special. And what is the most difficult part of your job? 
I don't think there's really any one particular thing that I do find difficult. I think the difficult part has already taken place, and that was deciding together with um, the board and the architects and the construction company what we envisioned for the school, what to build, what I wanted it to look like, um, making sure that I hired the best possible teachers, the best possible therapists. Um, I think now that all of that's been done and it was in a very short space of time that I needed to do it, I, I started working for the board on the 1st of April last year. Um, we only started construction of the new school at the end of June and the school was built complete and the keys handed back to me on the 15th of December. Wow. So when I started on the 1st of April, it was just me. I was the one and only member of staff and the school was just a concept on a piece of paper. And six months later, the school is up and running. Our classes are full. So to me, that was difficult translating a dream into reality. Now's not the difficult part. Now's the part that I enjoy the, the most. Wow. And I go to King David Victory Park, and I've seen amazing playgrounds at the King David Ariel. And I have to say, my whole grade is pretty jealous. <laughs> I think the preschool children are also very jealous. <laughs> they beg to come and play on our playground. <laughs> and so can you tell me about the amazing equipment you have. Yes, absolutely. My clinical director and I had discussed and seen online the amazing structural playgrounds um, in Singapore in particular. And when we were planning on what we wanted to incorporate at Ariel, we decided that we would love to design our own playground but with the input from our physiotherapist, our occupational therapists, with the idea that every single pupil would think that the playground was cool, that it was fun, they would enjoy it at break time, not realizing that every single piece of equipment was specially designed to help them with their motor skills, their climbing skills, their balancing skills. So they didn't really, they don't know the reason why we chose the specific playground equipment that we did. But every single time that they're playing outdoors and having fun, it's helping them as well as allowing them to really enjoy themselves and to have fun together. Well, you said it's really cool. Oh, you've done a good job with that. We're all jealous of it. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. And I, I've also heard about the snoozeland room that you have at King David Ariel. Can you tell tell our listeners what a snoozeland room is used for? Yes, absolutely. That's that's always a big hit with all of the pupils, and I must just tell you with the staff and the parents as well. Um, another well known remedial school brought out the first snoozeland room to South Africa, and I'd admired that. Basically, what a snoozeland room is is a, a room that is a multi-sensory environment. I'm sure that probably the best way to describe it is I'm sure you've had times when you've walked into a restaurant or a busy shopping center where it's just so noisy that your first instinct is to cover your ears and you 
start to feel a little bit overwhelmed, your heart starts pounding and you think, I've got to get out of that place. That's because your senses, primarily through, in that particular example, your auditory skills, your auditory perception is just becoming overloaded. So the one, our snoozling room is two rooms in one. The one room is a calming room. So when you've got a child who's highly anxious or is just feeling overwhelmed by everything, a little bit panicky, can go into the calming room with the occupational therapist or any of the therapists for, or teachers for that matter, and there's very calming, soothing music. We have aromatherapy oils, calming, soothing images projected onto the ceilings. For example, the stars twinkling in the sky. It's dark. It's warm. You feel safe. You feel contained. Then I'm sure you have some days where you just feel so sleepy, so dozy. You know that you need to pay attention. You know you've got a lot to do, but you just can't seem to wake your brain up. Well, the second part of our snoozling room consists of everything that will help your brain to wake up. And that helps you to go back to class when you've spent time in that particular environment where you're more focused. So either you calmer, which helps you to concentrate more effectively, or that it's woken up your brain so that you're able to concentrate more effectively. Oh, can I go later? <laughs> Absolutely. You're Ooh, welcome any time, Thank Lexi. you. And so does King David Ariel offer any extramural activities? Well, that's the beauty um, of what we have to offer at King David Ariel and what sets us apart from other remedial schools is our pupils can join into in, join in with all of the extramurals offered by the primary school. So our boys go to soccer, they go to cricket, they go to swimming, the girls go to netball, music, marimbas, pottery. Now, if we were a standalone remedial school, to offer that number of extramurals would be hugely expensive and take a lot of organizing, and you'd have to have quite a large staff. Mm. The beauty for us is that we have all the facilities and all the systems set up so that our children can play sport alongside the rest of the primary school. Wow. And so what is your favorite part of the school? I think for me, my favorite, there's so many. My favorite time of the day at King David Ariel is when I first walk in in the morning. It's quiet at the moment. It's winter, so it's still a little bit dark. I go and turn on all the lights, and it gives me a chance to think about what an amazing journey it's been from watching a school develop, going from being a dream on a piece of paper um, to now watching the children playing in the playground, having fun learning in the classrooms. So for me, that's my favorite time of the day. But I think possibly my favorite room is actually the occupational therapy room. <laughs> I think that's we've nice. got a fantastic occupational therapy room. It's really large. The beauty of being involved with building a school from the ground up, literally, is that we could speak to our therapists, the physiotherapist and the occupational therapists, and say, right, 
in your dream occupational therapy room, what do you see? What type of equipment? What size do you want it to be? What do you want painted on the walls? Do you want things hanging from the ceilings? So for me, it's like walking into a wonderland. And then when I walk in there during the day and the therapists are busy working with the children, it doesn't look like they're working with the children. The children are having such fun. And that gives me a lot of satisfaction. For our listeners that don't know what an occupational therapy room is, could you explain what it actually is? Yes, sure. Some children just need a little bit of extra help, um, help with balancing, with exercising their bodies. So it's like walking into a giant gym, but it's almost like a playground at the same time. There's skateboards that they can whiz up and down on. We have suspended from the ceiling hammocks where we call it the cloud. The children can climb up on there. They can swing in the cloud. All the different types of equipment are there to make sure that every part of the brain and every limb of the body are working simultaneously. So it's like walking into a giant playground. Wow. And if there are any children that would like to go to King David Ariel, what do they need to do? Obviously, they would first need to chat to their mom and dad, and mom and dad would need to speak to their teacher, their principal, um, have a discussion about why that child feels that he or she may like to go to Ariel, is it needed, and then the parents could contact us at King David Ariel through our website. We've also got a Facebook page, so they can make contact with us. But I think, first of all, speak to the parents. Secondly, speak to the school where you currently are, and then they can help you find out all the information that's needed. So now you know. And what advice can you give children who may be struggling at school as well as their parents? I think for me... The most important thing is to understand that you're not alone. We all have things that we're good at. It doesn't matter whether you're an adult or you're a kid. We have things that we're good at, and we have things that we find difficult and sometimes we try to avoid. None of us is perfect. And just to understand that you're not alone. But if you keep your feelings bottled up inside and you're really struggling at work, you need to speak to somebody about that. If you feel that for whatever reason you can't speak to your teacher, you need to speak to your mom or dad or maybe um, another member of family. Just don't keep those feelings of anxiety bottled up inside. You are not alone. You are not unique. You are not different. You are not stupid. You possibly just need a little bit of extra help. That doesn't necessarily mean a remedial school. But if you don't tell somebody that you need help, then you're not going to get that help. So I think that to me is the most important message. You are not alone. Ask for help. Yeah. Wow. And thank you for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us about the awesome work you do at King David Ariel. Thank you. <laughs> this has been Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 12 years old. Thank you to my guest, Sally Ann, for coming on Chai Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show. 
Onion 101.9. Goodbye. Hi, kids.